0: Hello everybody I'm Derek Arden and welcome to uh, Monday Night Live. Tonight I've got a nutritionist on Anna Gray. Anna's uh, had an interesting uh, journey through her business career starting as a nurse and then into PR in healthcare and finally as a nutritionist. Anna welcome to Monday Night Live thanks very much for joining us. Give us a snapshot of your life Anna.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me this evening. Um, so, as you rightly say, I, I started off um, my career as a nurse. Um, I left school with very few qualifications, but um, uh, decided I want, wanted to be a nurse and work in healthcare because healthcare has always, always been of interest to me. Um, well, actually, the workings of the human body has been more of my interest rather than healthcare per se, but i um, just been fascinated by how our body works so I went into nursing and decided um three years into a four-year degree that um partly uh, it, w- it wasn't really for me I didn't really want to work in the NHS at all um, and I was also not very well at the time so I switched and did a health studies degree instead and managed to graduate after four and a half years at university um and went to work in public health um so I worked in public health for about a year which was great um really interesting um but it was still nhs and it was still trying to do things that um on a shoestring um with not a lot of support and then i answered a i answered an advert in the local paper basically which said do you do you like healthcare and do you like talking to people was the summary of it and i thought yeah that i do and went to an interview got the interview and started a career in what is medical communications and pr so for 25 years i've been working with um, healthcare organizations, um, mostly corporate healthcare organizations to promote brands for them, um, to work with them to create programs for patients and to help educate clinicians and nurses um, and really just a lot of different communication um, and, and advocacy for such uh, for pharmaceutical companies and for healthcare providers for medical device companies and all sorts so that's what I I then I went into and that became my career um and then I I went through quite a few ups and downs with my health and um became basically the poster child for the pharmaceutical industry um and was quite ill at one point <clears throat> I got bitten by a, a tick and ended up with Lyme disease wow. um so I was um Went from actually doing, I was at the time I got bitten, I was um, supporting some of my friends doing Ironman, which I did. I, I completed three Ironman. I did many marathons, did long distance cycling, swimming, all sorts. Um, but I went from doing that to being not being able to get out of bed. Um, I was completely floored by it oh. and then, um, tried to find a way to help myself. Because whilst being the poster child for the pharmaceutical industry, I wasn't very happy with being... The thought of having to take—I um, think I was taking at one stage—I was taking eight different medications, but about twenty tablets a day, and I didn't really fancy doing that for the rest of my life, and because it, it didn't seem to be quite you know, improving my symptoms to a, a stage where I could go out running again. I couldn't do my, my usual sport, and I had to drop down to um, four days a week at work so that I'd have a day to recover in order to actually have a weekend. So it was a—it was quite a quite a difficult time, um, and that got me to really um, looking at ways in which I could improve my own health um, and try and stop my dependency on so many medications. So with the um, with the help of my rheumatologist, I started to search for different ways of doing things. And that got me then into thinking about stress and how stress affects our body, because I was under so much stress that that wasn't actually helping me get better. Um, And how that affects performance, because I could see my work performance was dropping. I was really struggling with all sorts of things in work. I was at that stage and I had been for about 10 years a director um, of a global PR agency. So I was doing a lot of a lot of traveling, traveling across Europe a lot and then traveling to the States a fair bit. Um, And it was all just taking a toll. Um, So, yeah, I I started doing some research myself into nutrition. Um, and then found a nutritional therapist and started working with them and started to feel better so that's how I ended up really studying nutrition
0: mm.
1: and um, qualifying as a nutritional therapist myself
0: okay well we'll come on to uh, nutrition next but um, mm. you moved from being in um, PR uh, healthcare PR to a uh, director of a global PR agency that sounds uh, Quite a move, and uh, you weren't very well at the time. Wh- I've been,
1: yeah. I I was a director. I'd basically been moving up the ranks. Um, so I started off as a junior, um, and basically, you know, every few years would move up a move up a rung. Um, I was very successful, and I enjoyed what I was doing. I really, I loved it. It was a it was a great place, you know, great places to work. I worked always in agencies supporting big clients. So I was always working in a team, um, and it was quite uh, long hours. I'm sure anybody who's worked in a in an agency supporting um, supporting corporate clients knows that you basically it's a client says jump you say how far, um, and you you have to respond to what they want. And uh, it was quite long hours. Um, at the same time, we um, we we. You know we went out and entertained ourselves as well so long hours of in the into the evening we were working into the evening or going out in the evening so it was um quite a toll on on the body generally and then to get ill on top of that obviously was um yeah it was quite quite difficult but yes yeah, so I, I was a director so I was a director about 15 years um at, at director level so leading oh
0: yeah well congratulations yeah. on that did you get ill when you were doing that or before yes. that or yes
1: after so this? I was leading I was leading a uh, a UK team of a global agency when I when I started to get ill
0: with that non-stop jet lag where you're supposed to get off the plane and perform as if you're yeah. okay when you feel yes absent.
1: and with <laughs> it- and with and with ph- pharmaceutical companies who won't pay for business class. So, oh, no. You get economy. <laughs> if it's anything under six hours, is economy only. So New York, Boston, everything like that is all economy class.
0: <laughs> well, only on the way back. I think it's a, a bit longer than six hours on the way out when I went to New York. and then you've got three hours at the airport and all that. Yeah. Do you think that was a contributory factor?
1: Yes, that? yes, definitely. And that's where um, I think my interest in nutrition has been and actually looking back my interest has always been about things like stress and how stress impacts the body um because I was definitely sicker than I thought I should be given I was exercising I was you know I was I thought I was kind of eating okay um but yeah the the impact of of external stresses on the body really has a big impact on how we cope with with illness
0: and the Lyme disease was the trigger was it because yeah
1: yeah Lyme disease was the trigger definitely I wasn't
0: really aware of Lyme disease until uh, my daughter got a dog and got some ticks and hmm. suddenly I realized we could be walking in the countryside and a tick could jump on us yes uh, and that's pretty scary because there's been a lot of publicity about Lyme disease at yeah
1: life. yeah so when I yeah when I was um, when I was diagnosed I was an emergency case to hospital because I'd been um had been ill and I'd been going back and forth to the GP and they couldn't work out what, quite what was wrong with me. Um, I had lumps and bumps all over all over me and my skin was swelling and I ended up with a quite an acute skin infection at the same time as well because of the tick tick bite um, and the the hospital I was living I was living in uh, St Albans at the time and at Wellington Garden City Hospital they uh, they got all the junior doctors around me to have a look at me and uh, all stood around getting very excited because it was the first case of Lyme disease that they'd seen.
0: Oh, gee. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay wow wow okay we better turn to nutrition that's mm. what everyone's come to um, learn about and food eating uh, sports science etc it's a huge area at the moment so uh, tell us what we need to know Anna
1: well uh, where do you start I mean if I think um about my 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 interest um in terms of kind of stress performance and food um and that's performance at work as well as outside of work um I, I I work with quite a lot of people who are maybe struggling because they're you know not taking you know finding it difficult to concentrate at work they're not doing as well they're feeling more fatigued than usual and trying to work out why why they're not they're not performing as well but that also kind of crosses over into performance in sports as well a little bit um and everyone th- kind of wonders well what on earth is what we eat got to do with it? So I think the question I pose to most people is, you know, where did the phrase gut feeling come from? Where did um, go with your gut come from? Where did you know you get butterflies in your stomach when you're feeling your head's feeling wrong, but you get this feeling in your stomach? And that's because there is a huge connection between our, our gut and our brain. Um, and that's via the vagus nerve, which is a, a massive super high of information. And the brain, it's not just the brain sending messages to the gut, actually 80% of it is the gut sending messages to your brain. So what's going into our gut is they're going to have, therefore going to have an impact on how our brain reacts and how our body reacts totally. So, and if you take, put that to one side, just the fact that our cells are made up of proteins, our cells are made up of fats, um, our, our brains, our brain is mostly fat. So if we're eating the wrong fat, then we're feeding our brain wrong. Um, we need to be eating healthy fats to feed our brain and to keep it healthy. Um, that then transfers across into um, things like Alzheimer's and degenerative brain diseases. Because if we're not feeding our our brain with omega threes, if we're not feeding our brain with B twelve vitamin B twelve, which is really important for nerves and for brain health, then we're going to suffer more in terms of cognitive decline. Um, and if we're not feeding our brain the right things then that puts the brain under stress that then puts the body under the gut under stress so it's all connected the whole our whole digestive system is it, it has an enormous impact on the rest of our body um i mean our our main um defense mechanism um you might think obviously our skin prevents an awful lot of infection coming into us and um, it prevents bacteria but what we're putting into our mouths that actually goes into our gut, and our gut, if you think about it, is actually while it's in, inside us, is also external to us, as well. Yeah. The food has to pass through the gut to be in, inside us. So everything that's sitting in our gut is external, and that means you can take in bacteria through your mouth. You can take in, um, and, and actually that can inflame that can inflame the, the gut um, if our gut is not in the best health because of what we've been eating or what we've been putting it under in terms of stress, then you can have compromised um, ability to digest the vitamins and minerals that you need. So it, it is all very, very connected and very important that we kind of look more at food, not just as something to enjoy, um, which it obviously is, I hope for most people, it's something to enjoy and something to sit around and be sociable with people and actually eat and, and really have a, have a good time with food. But to look at that food as actually being in some way functional to how our how our gut and our body works. So I'm very much trying to try to get people to add good things into their diet um, to actually help, you know, the, the health of the gut, which will then help prevent disease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but also help us be more resilient and then also help in terms of, you know, brain health and muscle health and. Whatever you know, our muscles are made up of protein, and if you're not eating enough protein, then you're not going to be feeding your muscles well enough. And as we get older, we lose muscle because from the uh, late twenties, we start to lose muscle tone. We start to actually lose muscle, and it does decrease over time. So unless you're actually doing the exercise to actually um, build your muscle and keep maintain your muscle, and actually feed it with the right proteins, then you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be doing your body the greatest service.
0: So, yes, it's all just a quick, uh, just a quick question. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Um, No problem. Don't we get if we eat lots of vegetables and fruit, don't we get enough vitamins from them to avoid having to take uh, capsules, medication or whatever?
1: Yeah. So you should. If you've got a fully functioning gut, then um, your your diet should provide you with all of the nutrients you need to a point um unfortunately uh modern day farming has kind of depleted our soils somewhat so there's quite a lot of talk about um potentially the amount of magnesium in particular which is um as not is not as um prevalent in our soils now so therefore it doesn't get eaten by the the um or it doesn't get taken up by the vegetables and it doesn't get taken it doesn't get eaten by the cows and the sheep and whatever who are eating the right. eating that food um so therefore you know magnesium is one thing that is potentially um limited in our diets and and that can actually have quite a big impact on our nerves and and, and anxiety and stress um because our mag- magnesium is very important for nerve function um and then uh if you're not having a fully balanced diet then you might be missing out on on certain minerals and and what have you so you do need to have i would say it's you know it's, it's moderate moderate intake of everything um to have and that that is you know if you look at your vegetables and your fruits eat the rainbow eat every single color of vegetable that you can and try and get a big variety of vegetables across the week so i think i run with my clients so it's a, a 30 challenge um to so try and get 30 different fruits and vegetables herbs and spices across a week and do that every week, so that you're having a big variety. So having the same thing every day is not going to be feeding the gut, um, the microbes that live in our gut um, effectively. Because that's the other thing: our gut is actually really managed by trillions of, mi- of um, microbiota. So that's um, bacteria, fungi, all sorts of living organisms um, that actually actually outweigh. Um, so that there's more. There's more bacteria and, and organisms living in our gut than there are cells in our body. Wow. So they're the ones no. that really manage our guts and, and we need to keep them healthy. We need to keep them happy and they like a variety to keep them healthy.
0: I'm glad you didn't ask me what the 30 types of vegetables are because I'd have been really struggling. I think we uh, ought to ask the uh, group if they, uh, if anyone's got any idea. <laughs> did mention some other things after that and secondly what about yogurt i'm told uh, you know they advertise on yogurt don't they uh, yeah
1: um, yogurt because it's live so yogurt as long as it is um it's plain and it's greek yogurt um so greek yogurt is made in a particular way that um ferments um the yogurt it needs to be unsweetened as well um so that the bacteria that are then grown through the fermentation process um actually are able to to survive. So things like things like yogurt, things like kefir, which is a fermented milk, um, or you can have, actually, you can have water kefir as well. So you can grow your own kefir. You just put the seeds in the, you and know, put the, the live um, mother in the bottom of a, in a bottle of a bottle and, and leave that to ferment. Um, kombucha and things like that. They also have live bacteria in them and that helps to feed our gut and keep our gut microbes happy and entertained. So that's another. And also things like fermented foods, although fermented foods, it's you know, down to each individual how they'll deal with that. If you haven't been eating a lot of fiber through your life, um, if you suddenly start to introduce a load of a load of fermented foods, then your gut is going to go, whoa, what's going on here? And start being a bit kind of, you know, about it. Mm-hmm. So it's about introducing things slowly over time i've achieve. just
0: looked at the gallery view to look at the body language of everybody on the uh, chat show just to see how many people understood what you were talking about there <laughs> kefir and i didn't i didn't uh, i think it's about 50 50 one or two people grinning yeah. at my uh, lack of knowledge and one or two people looking a bit puzzled uh, there uh, yeah,
1: so kefir and kombucha are the probably the easiest things and to get hold of outside of yogurt so right. kefir is k-e-f-i-r and then kombucha, you can actually get some very, very good um, non-alcoholic kombucha drinks, which are a little bit like champagne.
0: Oh, They're really nice. Can you get alcoholic ones as well? I prefer alcoholic yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. that's, a, that's a, <laughs> And uh, fermented foods, of course, beer came straight to mind in in that case. Yeah,
1: but- unfortunately, alcohol kind of cancels out the the positivity of that.
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
1: okay. <laughs> I fun well, police but yeah alcohol isn't the best for your system unless it's a, you know a small glass of red wine does you some good but yeah even that's that's now debatable unfortunately
0: yeah oh, well it's always debatable um question in the chat box Anna if that's okay at this point um, what are the constitution, constitution, constitution of a can't say it you know what I mean of a, of a fully balanced diet what's made up what's made up of it
1: so um, I would say you need to have if you if you think about it as a plate, um, you want to have half of your plate covered with vegetables um, and and grains, and so that would be um, vegetable well, plant matter. I'd say so, green leafy vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, which is your broccoli and cauliflower. Other vegetables, so your root vegetables, your carrots, um, and also your um, vegetables that grow above ground. So peppers, aubergines, courgettes. um, And then you want to also have some fruit within that as well. You probably should be having about between five and seven um, portions of fruit and vegetables a day. And I would actually say vegetables and fruit. um, So focusing more on the vegetables than the fruit. Um, and then you want um, you want the other half of your plate to be your grains and legumes. So your legumes are things like your pea family. Um, so that um, your beans, your you know black bean, black eyed peas, beans, black beans, um, lentils, things like that. And then the other part of your plate is then a really good quality protein, and that could be. More grains because it could be chickpeas and lentils or protein um but also i would say you know if don't don't necessarily shun um animal products eggs are a brilliant source of a variety of, of minerals and choline and protein and help and good fats and things so um good quality protein alongside and then you would want to be having Um, If you want to have oils and things on the side, focusing on things like olive oil, extra virgin olive oil um, as your fats um, or healthy fats, including omega three. So your protein could also could be um, an oily fish such as salmon or mackerel. So that was giving you you a tick for the protein tick for the the oily fat. Um, And then really sweet things are few and far between. So, trying to limit the amount of sugar that you take, and that includes things that are refined carbohydrates. So, you have your carbohydrates, which are, well, actually, most vegetables are carbo- have got carbohydrate. So, everything kind of crosses over. There's no particular food stuff that sits particularly in one food group, um, but your carbohydrates that you want to be focusing on are whole grains. Um, so, the um, you know whole grain breads that are that aren't full of preservatives um and grains such as quinoa and rice but brown rice that hasn't been bleached and hasn't been stripped of the really good fiber on the outside and um so brown rice or wild rice and with rice and with quinoa um, most A lot of people would say, oh, but it, it doesn't really agree. Sometimes some people say it doesn't really agree with me, it makes my stomach a bit bloated. But you have to soak things like quinoa and you have to soak rice in order to actually make them be able to be more palatable. Not for long, you know, just, you know, soak, soak the rice when you're at lunchtime to eat in the evening or even leave it all day. So if you're wanting to eat it in the evening, yeah.
0: I've just had a look at the gallery view you're you're losing a lot of people because I think I can see they're thinking that you don't get that in Sainsbury's and Tesco's and no
1: uh, no uh, so actually I think one of the things that um the best thing you can do for your body and the best thing you can do for your digestive system is to um buy from the fresh food aisles buy um fresh vegetables it really doesn't take long once you get used to preparing things and you can prepare. I, I mean, I batch cook every weekend. So I batch cook and I freeze. Um, I don't have a garage. I don't have a spa, any any particular room um, room for a freezer. I have a freezer in my shed because I batch cook and put things in the shed and put it in the freezer. So I've always got a meal that I can get to. Um, and I think it's the best way to try and actually plan things and try and avoid buying things that are packaged with cellophane on the top, you know, if you pick up something in the supermarket and flip it over and actually look at the ingredients <clears throat> if it's got um if it's got ingredients that you can't pronounce if it's got ingredients you don't actually know what they are um, it's probably not going to be very good for you and the problem is with all the processed ultra processed food that we have at the moment in our shops our gut isn't designed to actually eat it if you think about our evolution over time it really is the last fifty years when we have started to, predict, to bring this into our into our lives, and we haven't evolved that quickly to be able to actually digest it.
0: But we uh, live a lot longer now, don't we? Actually,
1: our our life expectancy in the states and the UK is actually starting to reverse. So it, we're actually going the opposite direction at the moment. Mm. We were for a while getting a lot better, and we're now going
0: in the opposite direction. Interesting. Okay. Mm i thought you were going towards sugar i mean sugar's in everything you're not you know i didn't realize till i heard you speak that sugar's in bread sugar's all sorts of things all sorts of things
1: it gets added to make things palatable everything that's on the shelf that's in a packet that's got cellophane on the top in a plastic tub has probably got sugar in it and it's got an awful lot of things in there to make things more palatable and they're not necessarily things that are going to fill you up um protein will fill you up starting your day with a Good protein based breakfast will fill you up and keep you full and stop you reaching for the sugar. Um, the problem with sugar is you get a big sugar high and then you get a big sugar drop and then you want to reach again for the sugar. So you have a day that goes like this constantly. So your energy levels go up and down and up and down. So if you want to try and keep your energy level stable, which keeps your brain ticking over better, which keeps your body just ticking over better. Actually, protein is the first thing you should think about when you when you put a plate together. Mm. where's my protein coming from so that's as i said your chickpeas your uh lentils things like that if you're plant-based um and then if you eat meat or um eat dairy so dairy um eggs really good but then if you're meat if you eat meat then and chicken fish fish is an excellent source of of um of protein
0: okay let's turn to uh, sports science and yeah. medicine uh, medicine well um So there's a number of us very keen on, uh, on sport and uh, sport has really changed people's diets uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. Mm. Now they have nutritionists at every uh, big club, football club, I guess, even the golfers um, at the open yesterday have a nutritionist making sure what they eat. I see some footballers even have their own cooks at home. Tell us, uh, you know, is it uh, pasta, pasta, pasta for energy or, or what?
1: So, carbs are there for energy carbs are what give us energy um so you want to be eating carbohydrates ahead of a head of exercise but also you want to be eating protein because protein actually is as i said it's your muscle builder so um a combination of, of carbs and protein is really good before exercise but importantly after exercise you want to be rebuilding trying to rebuild that muscle so what we tend to do what we do and what exercise does is actually um kind of well you you kind of give micro injury to your muscles when you're exercising so you want to be able to actually make it repair help it repair so to do that you want to give it what it's made of which is protein so after exercise protein and some more depending on how long you've exercised for um is how then then it's how much how much carbohydrates you add back in as well to kind of replenish those energy stores if you have only if you've gone for a 5k run then I would say protein, you know, just have a boiled egg and some spinach um, or have a piece of whole grain, whole grain toast with some peanut butter. If you've been going out for a three hour run or you've been running around for 90 minutes on a on a football pitch and been sprinting around for that all that time, then you want to be putting a bit more carbohydrate back into your body as well as the protein.
0: Uh, Now, um, now the latest sports science is you jump in a cold bath as soon as you an ice bath as soon as you've finished. I've never fancied that. Is that linked to those uh, small muscle injuries?
1: Yes, apparently so. Um, So I don't know too much about that in terms of the sport benefits because, well, there's been um, a bit of up and down. So there's, there's you can find trials for you can find trials against and studies suggesting it's good and studies suggesting it doesn't make a lot of difference. And it's kind of all psychosomatic. What they do know is that um, so cold water therapy is is really good for helping your body cope with stress and exercise is stress. Um, So it's good stress, but it's still stress. So if you um, if you indulge in cold water therapy, be that at the end of your shower in the morning, turning the temperature down to cold and standing under it for 30 to
0: doesn't sound a lot, a lot of with fun.
1: ice then you're actually giving your body a small amount of stress which helps it cope with larger amounts of stress
0: oh wow doesn't sound a lot of fun <laughs> to me i'll leave that to the younger people i think <laughs> on the uh, on the call that's great okay well we're nearly coming to the end of um of the interview anna what's mm-hmm. um tell me uh, sim- a, a few simple fixes for those of us that go over sainsbury's and buy the easiest foods to put in the microwave
1: so i was trying to think you asked me for for one tip and i couldn't get to one
0: <laughs> okay how <laughs> so many, how many could few, you get to
1: i've got a few which i think are probably this is probably the easiest kind of rules to live by um so as i said eating whole real food as much as possible um and cutting back on those packaged packaged foods Um, The second thing, and this is important for sport and we didn't touch on it, is important for brain health and for concentration, uh, but also for sport is drink water, hydrate, hydrate with water and avoid caffeine. So that goes together. Caffeine is a stimulant. It doesn't provide you energy. It's a stimulant. So it's not real energy. So drink water. The third one, which I've already gone over, but just a reminder is choose a really, really good quality proteins when you're eating and base your food, base your plate around your vegetables and a really good quality protein. And then not really food, but as we get older, I've met, I touched on this before, uh, we lose muscle mass and muscle is our metabolism. So do some functional training or lift weights, something that actually improves your muscle tone and tries to build the muscle that you're actually losing. So. Lift weights. And then the last one is what I live by. Um, is live by the 80-20 rule. So try and do 80% of the time think about what your body needs versus what you want. And then 20% of the time have whatever you like.
0: And you mentioned about gut. Um, one mm. of the things we talked about on the show before is gut feel. When we didn't trust yes. someone, when we got a funny feeling about someone, yes. well, that can't be to do with food, can it?
1: No, but what as I thought, what we feed our what we feed ourselves um, helps our brain function. It helps our muscles, so it helps our ne- nervous system, and and so yes, it would it, it would help us be think clearly if we are drinking enough water if we're eating the right foods then that will help our brains to actually think clearly so yeah it could well be that
0: butter, butterflies in our tummy when we're uh, going out to play that important mm-hmm. game when we're really up for it uh, that's not food either is it that's just um, nerves and that's cos- nerves
1: but that shows you the connection between your brain and your gut that that really does show that your brain and your gut are talking all the time because if you if you really kind of drill it down um if you're feeling nervous why would your gut be involved it it, surely it's your head that's feeling the nerves Mm. but your gut feels it you don't get suddenly your hands going all over the place your gut that feels it so there is this huge connection between the brain and the gut
0: all via the vagus nerve yes which runs down the spine yeah fantastic vagus
1: nerve goes not just to the not just to the uh, not just to the brain.